Welcome to Act React Podcast, where we explore improvisation through conversations with remarkable artists. I'm Daniel Burkholder, the host, um, a dance artist based here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, the ancestral and unceded lands of the Ho-Chunk, Menominee, and Potawatomi peoples. Today, I'm really excited to bring you a conversation with Strings. He is another artist I didn't know before we sat down and had this conversation, but I'm really thrilled to add this Detroit-based artist to the mix. I grew up just outside Detroit, kind of halfway in between Detroit and Ar Ann Arbor, so it's nice to have another Michiganian in the mix. In fact, in earlier episodes of Act React, I featured three other artists with connections from Detroit and Ann Arbor. Uh, Alvin Hill, who is a composer, a multimedia artist, and a DJ. Uh, Melanie George, who's a dance, a jazz dance artist and dance dramaturg. And Ed Sereth, who's a jazz music artist and also a professor at University of Michigan. So you can make your kind of Michigan artist experience complete by checking out all those episodes as well. Now, before we get started into our conversation, here's a little bit about Strings. Strings began his dance career in the early 1990s, focusing on breaking and his hometown dance form known as the JIT. He founded his company, Hardcore Detroit, in 2001. Hardcore is the success after the struggle and overcoming obstacles to achieve victory. He is a multi-artist grant recipient and travels worldwide as an official cultural ambassador through the U.S. State Department. His award-winning film documentary, The Jitterbugs, Pioneers of the JIT, is on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV. So here's my conversation with Strings. Well, hi, Halim. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation today. Glad to be here. Uh, it's really, I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, we haven't met before, so this is also us getting to know each other a little bit, um, which will be kind of fun. Though, um, though you may not know this, I did grow up, grow up outside of Detroit, um, in the suburbs, um, in, in Canton. Okay. Um, but, um, but I grew up in Michigan, so it's, it's awesome to, to connect with you. And have this conversation. I know where Canton is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're driving to Ann Arbor. It's like halfway, right? It's like yeah. halfway. Yeah, totally. Cool. So, you know, this podcast, I, mo I talk to people about kind of improvisation and how improvisation informs, affects their artistic practice. So I just, I always like to start with a really broad question, which then probably will lead to more specific kind of things. But how does improvisation or improv kind of, show up in your practice oh yeah that's actually the root in my practice because it's right um, and, and you know i, I do a form, you know i'm in like in a hip-hop dance yeah. form so yeah. um and those are very like uh freestyle based you know improv based heavily um so yeah it's definitely in my practice Right in there. Cool. You know, I was reading the, the bio you sent and you said, I'm going to, I'm going to quote you here back to yourself. Um, you said the intense ridicule of B-boys only teacher, the cypher. Yes. And you know that I think of, I, I don't know a lot about hip hop. I know a little bit, but the idea of the cypher is a place of kind of transmission and also growth um, within the community and kind of, you know, you're put on the spot and you got to show up. And then so it's also a place of sharing 
and competition and like there's it seems like so rich could you talk a little bit about that experience of the cypher and how that yeah, yeah informs what you do yeah i mean in a club uh, club spaces practice spaces of course um the ciphers where you know one get their moment you know sometimes a sharing moment with some other dancer inside of the cypher the circle you know yeah. and um yeah it, it really uh some say like Without that aspect, it's really hard for you to like really, uh, you know, evolve in the dance actually and understand like, you know, community and then movement and as it relates to um, you know street dance forms. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is it is a teacher uh, because like, you know, some people are too scared to even get into the circle. You know, what sure. I'm saying? it's like a rite of passage passage in some ways. You know, like, you know. Um, I can't remember my first time actually entering a cipher, but you know, I, you know, I entered plenty of them, but you know, you know, and it's like, sometimes you, 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 you have this uh, anxiety, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's something where you, you could overcome, you know, anxiety or things like that. But, yeah. um, but once you do it, actually, it's, uh, it's just, uh, it's a great feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So when you, when you, maybe pull, we can pull this apart a little bit. When you go into a cipher, like, <clears throat> you know, you've got the DJs playing, you're listening to the music, you see what other people have done before you. Like, I assume all of that feeds into then what happens. Like, how, like, when you enter a cipher, do you think, oh, I'm going to, like, do this or that? Or is it kind of, yeah, how does that happen? What's that process like for you? Well, it's, it's, it's individual to specific to the person. For me sure. personally, uh, it's, uh, it's a vulnerability because uh, it's, you, you have people watching you and um, you're getting like uh, instant, like almost feedback in, in those cases, you know, like, oh, are people feeling me? Am I getting, you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? How are people responding to me? You know, uh, so those type of things. Um, uh, and then like, Sometimes, yeah, if you do a good job, you know, you know right away somebody come up to you or the audience, you know, based on, you know, uh, uh, how people are responding. Like, you know, yeah, it's just instant feedback. So it's... Yeah. it's uh, <laughs> I, I, w I, w I would imagine there's a certain level of volume. If everyone's getting louder and louder, that that's probably a positive feedback. Like they're cheering and clapping and yelling. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that is positive, definitely, but not always the case that it, it has to be that to be a positive setting. You know, okay. like you could be doing your thing, and like uh, people could just be, you know, in in the moment and don't want to interrupt you, but really are feeling what you're doing. Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, so that could, you know, yeah, that yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Yeah, and you you mentioned um, hip hop dancing, and you know, in your bio, you mentioned house dancing but also you do jit yes and um i think that you know probably when we say hip-hop or house people listening or watching this have a certain idea of what it is but but maybe they're less familiar with jit um could you just talk a little bit about that yeah so jitting is a detroit dance form um it it, it dates back to the early 1970s it's uh it's, it's basically when you look at the the dance form, you're gonna be like, oh, it's it's very unique footwork, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's it's a, a full body dance form. Um, it, it has components. It has this unique footworks, 
kicks, wiggles, uh, shuffles are some of the um, uh, the jargon. Um, you know, arm work, got drops, um, 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 groundwork. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's it's it evolved over a period of time. It's still evolving, but the base root of it is uh, the footwork, the unique, specific to Detroit, and it, it goes along with uh, the Detroit techno, which is techno is also a Detroit um, uh, genre, and um, but the style can be done to you know any music, but it's it's usually done to like more of a fast paced, you know. Uh, yeah. Kind of, uh, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's uh, comes from the streets. Uh, the word "jit" is actually short for jitterbug. Jitterbug, and you know, uh, in that time in Detroit, was actually is slang for uh, actually being in criminal activity, a criminal, you know, person, a criminal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, so it does have its roots, like you know, like breaking, where you know it's from the street, and you know it had you know kind of like uh, gang affiliations and things like that. So it started off kind of like very street. Uh, right now, today though, it's, 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 just, it's just a dance. People are doing it totally, uh, you know, just for, you know, movement and expression, you know, so, yeah. so it's definitely positive. But in the early roots, um, there's a couple of um, uh, pivotal groups. One is the Jitterbugs where, uh, was three brothers and a couple of friends, and um, there was a, a classical style form of it that they uh, brought to the game. They're from the west side, but then the east side, once uh, techno began to like really unleash, they kind of like fashioned it differently, mm-hmm. and it got sped up, and um, that's kind of what, what what you're seeing today, that style. And that was um, brought in by the Mad Dancers, some say the Earl Flynn's, and then there's another style from Inkster called the Funketeers that like mixed in popping and rocking with it as well. So that's great. I mean, I love that even, you know, these forms, even within Detroit, there's kind of regional kind of variations, whether you're from, I mean, at least uh, uh, historically, right? Like East Side, West Side, Inkster. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you have a sense of kind of the jitterbugs when they were kind of, starting this form what what were their inspirations or what was the influences that they had to develop it or to explore yeah so they told me i you know i, I was uh, i interviewed them actually i did a whole documentary on, on yeah. their story but uh actually yeah you know when they started you know working on their movements uh it was pre-techno so it was basically a funk style dance form. So, you know, they would name, you know, certain average white band, Bohannon, uh, Parliament, Funkadelics. Those are some of the, uh, uh, the groups that they were dancing to, you know, um, but they said how they like kind of came up with these moves. It's just like out in the street, under the street light, you know what I'm saying? You know, just being around fellas and just, you know, Constantly building on to, to this dance and just having fun, you know. Yeah. And, then it, and then it went to the basement parties as well. Yeah. Sure. Sure. That's great. And so these days, it's people are studying it, doing it, learning it, performing it in all kinds of contexts. Yeah. And and I know you are a big proponent of it, and you teach and you you travel. Um, how is it like? 
again, thinking about them like on the street corner under the street lamp, down in the basement parties, like developing this form. And now it's being like transferred or moved into like dance studios. Like, how is that? Do you feel like that is affecting the form, changing the form, informing it? Um, um uh, wow, that's a good question. I mean, I would say, yeah, in some ways, because you have, um, you know, like you have a group called the, the Jit Masters, and they, they're really like, uh, right now, have a, a lot of participation with the youth and things like that. They're doing really good. But they, when you look at their aesthetic with the dance, it looks, you know, it looks different from, say, like, you know, just a straight up East Side Jit, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, if you look at a, um, you know, other groups, like maybe from the West Side, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Jit Happens or, um, uh, you know, some other groups, you, uh, you, you'll you find like, oh, they, you know, they kind of approach them a little differently. So, uh, yeah, I, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it, that's that's kind of what it's about. You know, your take on the dance. How, what are you bringing to the dance? Um, mm-hmm. Making it yours. That's, that's why I think the dance lasted this long because it was just like breaking where it's, it's kind of like a, a melting pot in a way um, where yeah. you can implement other forms and things like that, but you still want to keep the essence of the dance, you know? Yeah. 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 That's great. So, yeah, I mean, I I asked that question because I think about like, we were talking about the cypher and like the hip hop when you're learning it in a cypher or or that's the, that's the learning ground as opposed to like a lot of the hip hop dance that happens in like say dance studios, which is standing straight, looking at a mirror and looking, you know, like, maybe they both have legitimacy, but they're definitely coming from, there's different kinds of learning that's happening. It is, it is. You know? um, it is, um, and the, but there are places, like we have cabarets every now and then, uh, where, you know, jitters from all over get together, and then that's where you have that that cypher aspect, too. Yeah. Um, you, you won't see the kids out there, you know, um, yeah. Sure. Um, you know, for various reasons, so they won't be able to get that experience. However, they do like in their training and things. They, I see them, you know, getting in circles and just rock it out. You know, that's so, awesome. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I always think of cyphers as as you're right. It's kind of this rite of passage, but it's also such a community building thing. Even when there's competition, right? It's about this is the way we as a community community come together. And maybe sometimes it's. It's, you know, in support, sometimes it's competition, um, you know, all of those layers, but that's the, the community that we are part of, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about in the form, we can maybe just stay on JIT for a little bit, is like how, how much weight is there or how much, I'm not, I'm not forming this question clearly, like I'm thinking about the relationship between choreography and improvisation. And kind of playing back and forth between those two things, and how does those those two things come into play with Jit, and when you're, yeah, your work so, with that? Yeah, if I had to put a ratio to it, like sure, ninety percent, you know, improv, and you know, yeah. <laughs> every now and then people get together because you know, like performing, you know, people like to see. Uh, unification, you know, yeah. things and things like that. Um, so, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it, the ratio is pretty like kind of one-sided, but 
you know, in, in teaching, um, uh, you know, environments, of course, you know, you, you, you put a routine together and you teach it, you know what I'm saying? So that's an aspect of, of that. And then, you know, different crews, of course, you know, um, whether they're just doing something for TikTok or the gram, you know what I'm saying? They might get together and throw something together, you know? Sure. Yeah. 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 So I, I was going to ask you about the teaching aspect of it then and wondering like, yeah, learning little phrases or combinations or stuff like that. But do you, how do you teach the improvisation aspect of it? Um, that's a good question. Um, it's it's always a mystery with you know it's like yeah yeah you know that's something like you can't really kind of get that you know across effectively you know in a, in a master's class or like you know in a one off or something like that it takes sure. like you know a period of time you know it takes uh, um, um, commitment from you know the student you know to really like stay engaged and like. Uh, go through the process because it is a process, you know, Yeah. because you can teach moves, but like, you know, you know, if, if people really about it, you know, they trying to, they want to understand the feel, like, what should I be feeling? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you, you're not going to really understand that, you know, just getting from one, um, you know, source, like we have to take you to certain places. You got to be around different people, you know, yeah. so you kind of get a full understanding of like, you know, what you feel, you know, things like I, that. I, I love that. I love that. So um, what's like, what's the feel of JIT? What is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the feel that, you know, based on my understanding, you know, Please. Um, and, you know, I'm still the student, but like, uh, you know, I've asked a lot of, you know, questions. I've been around a lot of, you know, OGs and things like that. But, you know, the sense that I get is like, it's a showmanship based dance form okay yeah so it's like um it's almost like who can outdo who you know what i'm saying who can get mm -hmm. the most attention who can have the most flair you know what i'm saying yeah so, uh and you find it too it's like but you don't have to like have, you know necessarily all the time come with that spirit but i find it that the reception you know from the people is it's i feel like it's most receptive when uh, that that particular spirit is there when you're doing the dance, you see what I'm saying? I uh, see. Yeah, but yeah, but I feel like with other dance forms, you can approach it differently. Like if you want to take an avant-garde approach to it and just do something totally off the cuff, utilizing just you know the language of the dance, you could do that. You know, yeah. just yeah. as you know, um, you know, strong. You know, so yeah. 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 So would you say that like part of the the feel of it or the value in it is each dancer kind of coming up with their own kind of persona, their own style, their own way of embodying? Yes. Just yes, I would definitely say that, um, yeah. you know, uh, definitely self-expression, you, you bring some to the dance. Uh, also, too, based on like these movements, like show me something, you know, show me your story, like show me how you understand the dance by like the way you put it together, the way you put yeah. the movements together. 
Yeah. And that's, um, that's how you could communicate, you know, uh, to your peers in the like, you know, it's like, oh, snap. I, I never thought about putting these two movements together like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's also a huge part of it as well. Yeah, I mean, that the way you just described it made me instantly think of like jazz music, right? Like there's there's all this understanding of, of what jazz is or what the melody is or this, but then when you're improvising on that theme, like you're you're rearranging and, and finding new elements to add. And it's like, oh, wow, I've never heard, I've never heard that kind of phrasing and that kind of juxtaposition of notes. And um, yeah. That's that's really interesting. Like so, like the core or the ongoingness of the practice is innovation, is like discovery, and and it, everyone's building and building and building on themselves. And you see someone do something, and then you're like, oh wait, I can go further with that, or change that, or give it my own exactly. flavor, or what have you. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I'm curious, like, why is that important? Um, like, like, why do you think that, like, I think of other dance forms where there's a certain value in sameness, mm-hmm. right? Where we're trying to do everything exactly the same. So it creates a certain picture or something like that. Um, why do you think that within this practice, it's about the individuality of the dancer? Well, specifically to Jits, since it is a showmanship-based one, yeah. that means that you you have to you know stand out. Yeah, sure. The way you stand out is you got you can't look like the person next to you. Right, right, right. And, uh, so I I would say that, but yeah, you are right. Um, you know, uh, why is that the case? Um, I think too it's just like. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, being in a, in a culture where, yeah, it birthed so many possible ways of movement and have all these creative dances, mm-hmm. it kind of speaks to that because it's like, you know, like we wouldn't have all of these different forms of dances if everybody would stick to certain ideologies and things like that. So sure. it's like, you know, you hear this too, it's kind of cliche, but like, you know, once you... Uh, understand the rules know the rules then you break them mm-hmm. and so it's 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 i guess it's just about like constantly keep leveling up you know what i'm saying um yeah yeah and and things you know like back then you know just uh, i feel like uh you know you know you know evolved super quickly you know um um just in um, general forms of hip hop, you know, like things right. like just take its uh, course, you know, pretty fast. Um, so, in that regard, you know, um, as a dance enthusiast, though, like yeah, like for me personally, like I I would want to be like, well, let me let me go back and focus on this, put some time on this. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what um a lot of dancers do from like overseas and they, when they embrace the dance form, they want to take their time and and, like really study it. And sometimes we over here, the ones that like are innovating the styles, we're we're quick to like 
do it and then move, want to move on. Yeah. I feel like we want to move on too fast, you know? Mm. So you have that dynamic as well. Yeah. A little, a little tension between past, present, future. Yeah. Like how does it all play out? Um, I want to talk a little bit about your personal practice, but I, there, one question that I came up with and or that came to mind, and I don't even know if, if there's an answer to this, but do you have a sense of why JIT came about in Detroit specifically? Like what about Detroit birthed this form? Yeah, from my um, research, I just think we just had something, it was something with footwork, you know what I'm saying, that we just, and it's also, I think, during that time, we were kind of like, um, you know, just our movement because of, you know, um, like what we were hearing on the radios, the techno, electro, we were like faster than, than our counterparts. So it's like, so we yeah. were to like, uh, I guess our movement was just, just, just different and it just stuck. And uh, so that's why you would see like, uh, one thing that you would, you know, would notice, you know, is just these different forms of footwork, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's the, that was like the one thing that kind of like, when you saw like if it was a TNT dancer, right? And, you know, they were like more of like uh, contemporary jazz dancers, but they can break, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have a, a certain part of the footwork on lock. Like they'll have a funk shuffle, you know what I'm saying? They'll have that there, you know what I'm saying? And then like, you know, that will always be present. So it was something about footwork in uh, yeah. Detroit, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if, like, the speed, like you said, the tempo has something to do with, with Detroit and cars and going fast and getting right. someplace. And, I mean, just that it's in the air, you know. Um, also thinking about showmanship and the history of Motown and just, like, looking good and being, like, you know, all of that so it's it's interesting like when you think about how these forms evolve in certain places what's in the air what's in the water what's in the ether that's that's birthing them yeah um it's great so what are what like presently in your life like what are you up to like what are, what's your what's your artistic practices look like your your performing teaching um i know we're kind of coming out of this weird time right so everyone's still trying to probably figure it out but but what are you up to? Um, I'm just you basically taking it day by day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, I'm putting more like, um, uh, you know, time into my practice. You know what I'm saying? I felt like there was a, a stretch where I was doing a lot. I was traveling and, you know, I was running a crew, you know, doing all of the, the behind the scenes, this business, yeah. and, you know, bookings and stuff like that. And, um, it got to a, a point, you know, where I felt like I just needed to like have some time just to my practice, you know. Yeah. Um, and you and you find that it's, it's still hard to do, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but but I'm glad I still allotted some time, and you know, because sometimes you know, you know, I call it like you know falling in love back with like you know the dance aspect and things like that, and just getting back into my frame because you know business and art sometimes it just it just don't don't mix you know um and you, yeah when you play uh, manager and uh creative it just it just you find 
I don't know how people do it. That's why there's like managers and like artists and and, and like I know um, some artists who understand that and, and make sh- make sure they just have somebody they trust just just take care of all of that and they just yeah. stay in creative mode. Yeah. You know? um, so it's that you know I just got back from Italy, so I'm tra- I'm out traveling um, back now. It was uh, I had a couple of years where you know I, I wasn't traveling. Uh, and so that was cool to come back from, um, doing some teaching, you know, just, um, a battle out there, a big battle out there. And, um, and, you know, um, uh, there's some other stuff that I'm involved with that's uh, coming down the line, you know, got some rehearsals. Um, right now I'm collaborating with, um, Mike Manson. Uh, he's a recent, um, uh, grant awardee, um, Creative Capital and oh, cool. big, big show and yeah. revolving around. I don't, I don't want to, you know, put that cat out the back, but I, everybody knows that he won this award. So it's like, yeah. so um, you know, I'm a part of that. So I'm in rehearsals with that. Um, as far as Jenny goes, you know, I'm constantly spreading myself as far as like constantly trying to stay on top of these different styles that you know. I'm, I'm in. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm doing and still trying to learn, you know, more stuff, you know what I'm saying? Just, right. well, it's, it's just, it's a lot. And then, I, you know, I still work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, there is that. I have a wife. I don't have any kids, but, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah so um, teaching, you know, still, you know, got teaching dates, yep. uh, master classes and things like that. So performance every now and then, you know, yep. dance life, you know. Yep, sounds sounds right. Sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, thank you, Halim, so much for taking the time and talking with me. And it was great to kind of like get to know you a little bit and hear about JIT and your practice. And um, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Yes, yeah. Yeah, appreciate it. Cool. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Strings. It was such a pleasure to chat with him and learn more about his experience and perspective. Please check out the show notes for links to strings out in the world and on the web. And as always, please subscribe to Act React. You can find us on YouTube, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, as well as Vimeo. I hope you're able to join me for the next episode with my conversation with the always incredible KJ Holmes, a dancer and musician singer who I had the pleasure of studying with on many occasions. It's a truly wonderful conversation which I'm sure you will enjoy. Until then, please take care, be well, and live spontaneously.